Welcome back to the RGBSports.com podcast. My name is Brian Ramos. I'm a sports writer with the Monitor newspaper and RGBSports.com. And as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Ivan Palacios. Ivan, how are you doing on this football Saturday? I'm doing good, man. I mean, we got college football going on right now. We got had a whole bunch of good, you know, Texas high school football across the valley uh, yesterday and Thursday. Uh, we got a couple of games to Saturday. So, I mean, it's just another great week of football, Brian. I mean, can't really complain. Absolutely no complaints on our end. An action-packed weekend here in week two of the Texas high school football season in the Rio Grande Valley. And we had a marquee matchup uh, to lead things off. So we're going to start off uh, breaking down all the week two action. And as usual, we start with the Monitor's game of the week that featured the number one ranked Edinburgh Bella Sabercats against the number three ranked Harlingen High Cardinals. Two defending district champions, Harlingen High co-champion last year. Uh, there in 32-6A, along with Brownsville Hannah and uh, Edinburgh Bella, of course, uh, goes undefeated last year to win the 31-6 state championship. So coming into this one, man, uh, all eyes—it was all eyes were on it. It was uh, Hidalgo County's best 6A program against uh, Cameron County's uh, top class 6A program. And uh, man, I, after 48 minutes, man, Edinburgh Bella put that debate to rest as to who is is the best team here in the valley. And they, they roll with a 30 to three victory over Harlingen High uh, in, in just a, a completely d- uh, dominant performance. Um, the defense comes out right away and sets the tone. First play from scrimmage, they, they get a five yard tackle for loss. And from that point on, man, that, that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. Uh, Chase Campbell, uh, a senior quarterback, first year starter for Edinburgh Bella, tosses four touchdown passes on the night, two to running back PJ Rivetta. And another one to Justin Vega and another to Carlos Gomez uh, for the Sabercats, uh, 28 points or 27 points. And then they added a field goal as well to that. So um, at Edinburgh Vela, man, I mean, they, they were in complete control. I I, uh, I picked against them this week. Unfortunately, in the, in the pick them, I went with Harlingen High. And from the first play of the game, I regretted my pick. I instantly regretted it. I knew the way Vela looked, the way that defense came out and played that Bella was going to be on top of things, man. And they, they were from, from start to finish. I mean, to keep Harlingen out of the end zone, uh, just a really impressive performance after uh, doing what they did to McCallum Memorial last week and holding them to just six points. So, I mean, uh, through, through two weeks, Edinburgh Bella outscoring opponents 72 to nine. And those aren't just any opponents. Those are uh, top 10 ranked Valley teams there uh, in the top 10 poll. So just an impressive start to the season for Edinburgh Bella. Uh, and the Sabercats defense, uh, Justin Novato comes away with two interceptions in the game. Jake Duffner comes away with the fumble recovery. So just an all-around solid performance uh, from Edinburgh Bella in another big game. But that's what they're used to, man. There's no small games for Edinburgh Bella. Everybody's trying to take them down. They're going to get everybody's best shot week in, week out. But, I mean, hey, that brings the best out of them, and they rise to the occasion every time. So shout-out to Edinburgh Bella for a hard-fought, earned victory to move to 2-0 and on the season. And I, Ivan, uh, what, what were some games that caught you? I know uh, let's start with uh, Thursday night football, Ivan. Uh, where were you Thursday night? Uh, what caught your eye? You know, this Thursday I was over at PSJ Stadium to catch a, a glimpse of, you know, Edinburgh Bella's next opponent, the uh, PSJ North Raiders, who, uh, you know, they struggled a bit in their first game against uh, Brownsville Rivera, needed a field going overtime to win, but – they left nothing a chance this time around. They rode past the Yellow Jackets 35-0. to zero And, I mean, it was a little shaky start again. You can tell the jitters were there first time playing in front of the home crowd. But once they settled in, man, they just ran away with this one. Uh, senior running back Isaac Gonzalez finished with 
110 yards on the ground, added another 25 yards in the air and two touchdowns. But what impressed me the most, I think, was the play of quarterback Ale Aparicio. Um, you know, he kind of got off to a rough start, but kind of settled in, especially during that last drive of the first half. Um, two minutes left in regulation or in the in the half, they get the ball back. Uh, Ale Aparicio goes to work behind center. They go into a little shotgun up sample offense and he drives the, the offense down the field, goes five for six for 89 yards and, you know, caps it off with a 25 yard bomb to Gonzalez. Uh, it was a great performance all around by Aparicio. I, I feel like he's shown his growth in this, in this game. Um, he ended up the night with uh, 149 passing yards, added um, 37 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Just overall great performance by the uh, Raiders from start to finish, you know, they held the yellow jackets to under 140 yards of total offense. It was just a great performance by coach Kaufman in that team. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they play out against Edinburgh Vela next week's open district play. I mean, two of the top teams in the Valley, again, you know, another big matchup for Edinburgh Vela, but we'll talk a little bit more about that next week, you know, as we preview the games, but I think PSJ North has, has potential to, you know, be a dark horse in that district, uh, but it's going to come down to what happens next week, I think. And um, what else did you see on Thursday, Brian? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, just uh, you mentioned PSA North, man, and uh, getting getting a little ahead of ourselves. At uh, but man, next week's Vela versus PSA North game is going to feature two of the top defenses in the valley, and I'm fired up for uh, for that one. But yeah, uh, so uh, before we get into uh, some of those other Thursday night games, I I think we got to talk about that overtime thriller that you were at uh, on Friday night uh, rivalry game in the city of McAllen. Ivan, why don't you break down McAllen High versus McAllen Memorial for us and the, the thrilling finish uh, that was there that needed that required overtime to de- declare a winner. Man, let me tell you, from start to finish, this game was a, you know, back and forth contest. When I talked to Coach Patterson earlier this week before the game, he told me, you know, come rivalry games, stats, records, everything goes out the window. And, I mean, sure enough, it didn't disappoint from start to finish, back and forth contest. Uh uh, McAllen High took the lead late in the third quarter, scoring back-to-back touchdowns on runs by Hunter Curl. Um, but they just could not stop the McAllen Memorial run. They ended up rushing for over 501 yards. And get this, Brian, Max Alanis Choi, 33 carries, 322 yards, and two touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown in overtime to cap that one off. And what? he kicked seven extra points, too. So not, bad. <laughs> not a bad performance, I guess. You know, you put a little – little scoring on the board, but I mean, there was the defense that came up big at the end. Um, uh, Defensive back Christopher Hernandez broke up a pass in the end zone on the last play of the game to, you know, shut down McAllen High's chances of snapping that streak. And McAllen Memorial extended their streak against Mack High to 12 games now, you know, last one coming in 2009 for Mack High. And honestly, I picked Mack High to win the game. McAllen Memorial proved me wrong. Uh, I really thought this was going to be the year, but Max Alanis Choi and that, you know, defense had something else to say about it. But um, McCall Memorial bounces back after that first uh, early season loss to Edinburgh Vela and proving that, you know, they belong in the top 10, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that McCall Memorial defense, uh, I mean, you, you got to throw week one against Edinburgh Vela out, out the window. Uh, I know that they're significantly better than, than what they showed against Edinburgh Vela, and, and I think they showed it last night. As you said, the defense uh, kept Mackay out of the end zone to, uh, to win that game, and so um, just a uh, really good performance uh, by McCallum Memorial in that rivalry series to keep that streak alive. And while, while you while you saw that streak uh, keep on going and the Mustangs keep that that tradition rolling, we saw a, a streak end over in Donna. The Donna North Chiefs, who have lost, who had lost 
30 straight games. The last pre- last win was October 13th, 2017 against Brownsville Porter. Donna North snaps the losing streak last night with a 38-14 to 14 win over La Jolla Waters Lincoln. And in just a, I mean, they did. Coaches preach about all, all three phases of the game, and Donner North delivered in all three phases. The special teams were special. Uh, they came up with uh, three turnovers, uh, two two on on kickoffs, one on a punt return. Just uh, heads up, and uh, as you'll hear from Coach Cuevas, who, who we got an interview with in, yeah, here in a few minutes, uh, man, that, that was part of the game plan. They, they saw some uh, some opportunities, they saw some uh, things they couldn't exploit, and they they uh, did just that. Uh, to pull out a 38 to 14 win and, and to really jump up on uh, the Waters Lincoln Huskies early. Uh, Donna North jumps out to a, a 14-0 lead. Uh, quarterback Robert Gomez uh, en- ends the night with three rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, both to DeAndre Casada. And uh, but w- one of the most impressive pieces of the the Donna North offense was uh, running back Louis Cav- uh, Louis Cavazos, a five foot four inch running back. And man, he, he he kept those chains moving, and he was falling forward, bringing tacklers with him. And uh, so he, he maybe is a, a small in stature, man, but not in heart, and not in determination, not in toughness, and not in grit, man. He he showed it last night, and uh, man, he he really played his tail off in, in an inspiring performance, which he dedicated to his sister, who tragically passed away uh, last year, um, in September of last year. And uh, before the game, he, he said that he, he invited he invited his sister to the game and he had a good feeling about it. And then after the game, man, he, uh, you could tell uh, why he was running so hard. And so congratulations to Donna North uh, for, for winning that streak or, or for winning that game last night and snapping that losing streak. And to second year head coach Juan Cuevas for earning his first career victory uh, as a head coach. And uh, we, we saw the, the program begin to shift last year and the culture begin to change. Uh, and now it results in, in a week two victory here for the Donner North Chiefs. And uh, with, with that said, with with, that, with a brief recap, we're going to dive right into um, our interview with second year Donna North head coach Juan Cuevas uh, for a little bit more about last night's uh, big win uh, for Donna North and, and that community and that school and, and what it meant to those kids to, to snap that losing streak and to get in the win column. So with that said, here's Coach Cuevas. Coach Cuevas, thank you for joining us. And, and how, how are you feeling after uh, a, a big victory last night? Well, we feel we feel great after uh, getting that win last night. And it was well deserved by by the kids, uh, our, our student athletes, our football players, you know, our staff, our Don North community, our administration. Everybody has pulled through. Uh, we we faced some adversity uh, from the beginning since since we took over the program. Uh, but you know that we kept fighting, we kept fighting and, and not quitting. And, and you know, last night, as I said, uh, it's a culmination of, of a lot of hard work and dedication put in by the coaching staff and, and, and our athletes. So uh, this morning, you know, after a, a big win like last night, uh, you know, we're feeling pretty good. Uh, I was telling you earlier, we hosted a, a freshman game also this morning, and they also got a, a win. So. Uh, you know, getting this is actually our first our first games of the season, so we're excited about uh, getting it started off on the right foot with a couple of uh, wins here at Donna North. 
Absolutely, and, and so the, uh, victory Saturday, uh, as they call it, Coach. What, what, what was the, I guess, uh, the, the morning like, and I guess the, the immediate uh, aftermath uh, after last night's win. What, what was the reaction from your players and, and the coaching staff after pulling out that thirty-eight fourteen win over Waters Lincoln? Well, the, the players are very appreciative. We have some great kids here at Down North, and, and they believe in us, and we believe in them, and, and we uh, we're a family. And we've been preaching that uh, we stick together to through the good times and the bad. And certainly there's been some some tough times. But after last night's win, you know they were just ecstatic and happy, and uh, uh, they're bought in. Uh, we're bought into them, and they're bought into us. So uh, just nothing but positiveness from from them, and appreciative of, of our coaching staff. You know it starts there. I believe first and foremost, you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. And, and we have a great staff, an experienced staff, a staff that's here for the right reasons, and that's to help these young men uh, get better, not only in the game of football, but in the game of life. And, of course, just tons of text messages and phone calls from colleagues and friends and, and ex-coaches uh, just congratulating us. And, and ourselves, uh, uh, you know, and our program and, and where we're heading. So we're very excited about where we're at right now. Of course, it's just one one step, but certainly is a step forward and, and, and a big win for this program, this community. And so we're very proud of that uh, for, for Donna, our Donna North family. Absolutely, Coach. And, and to get into the game a little bit, um, you, you guys jump up 14-0 on them uh, early there in the first quarter. And that, that was a, a big result uh, uh, by the, the play of your special teams. Um, can, can you talk about how, how big your special teams came up with uh, three turnovers there on, on the kickoff and punt teams and, and how big that was into setting the tone of, of last night's game and giving you that, that good start? Oh, yes, sir. Of course. Uh, you know, I've been a, a special teams coordinator for many years over at Donna High School. I've been a defensive coordinator, and that's something we preach. Uh, three phases of, of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, and, and certainly special teams. Uh, we talked about that uh, as a team, as a program, and how important it is. So we emphasize it. We emphasize it every day in practice, and, and our our team our players are uh, believe that and we we had our goals we we saw some things that we could take advantage of and uh the players executed it we we got a big turnover uh in the punting situation where they muffed the punt we got the big turnover there uh turned it into points uh we got uh, a nice pooch kick from our kicker deandre quesada who executed it perfectly and then we got another turnover there that uh we turned into points and we got another one in the second half so uh Special teams are big. We preach it. We work it. And that's a big part of our program and uh, a big part of our game plan last night. And, uh, in fact, I got a text message uh, or a message uh, from one of our players. Actually, he came to see us this morning. He said, Coach, we executed on special teams. Uh, and that just shows us that they know now how important it is. So, uh, certainly, when you work it in practice and you preach it as a, as a coaching staff, to your players, and then they execute it, and they see that it does work, and they believe in what you're doing, uh, is is great as a coach. So, uh, special teams was big. DeAndre Quesada was big. Uh, he's our punter, kicker. He kicked, uh, I think it was, I believe it was a 42, 43 yard field goal as well. Mm -hmm. So, aside from playing offense and defense, he he, he uh, did a great job and executed in the kicking game, uh, and as as well as the rest of the team. So that was big early and put us up 14 points and that gave us some momentum 
And, and then to, to get into the play of your offense, I mean, uh, it, it was seniors stepping up left and right, coach, and, and seniors who uh, haven't seen the, the varsity program win a game since they were in junior high. So just what did you think about the way your seniors and, and guys like Robert and DeAndre and, and Louie uh, stepped up to the plate and, and, and answered the call last night uh, to, to lead that, that team to victory and snap that 30-game losing streak? Yes, yeah, so, well, that, they believed, and uh, they were part of the team last year, um, you know, and then we had a great senior class last year, but we knew that we, we lost that group. So the rebuilding process and not having a sub-varsity uh, JV freshman middle school program, you know, looking looking what's coming up, you know, that was a, one of our biggest goals, uh, biggest uh, challenges this spring is trying to put a, a team together. and But these seniors... Uh, have done a great job of sticking together, being leaders, believing, and never quitting. There's there's no quitting them. They're great uh, young men, and they're going to be very successful in life because the game of football, again, translates to the game of life, and they, and they understand they've been through some adversity at home, uh, here at school, but they've stuck together. They've, uh, Robert has been a leader from the beginning, you know, moving up from the JV last year in, in the starting quarterback role. Uh, Louis Cavazos, uh, uh, last year, our offense not, wasn't geared so much as, as running the ball, but he stuck with the program, played a little bit of defense, and this year he's going to get to carry the ball quite a bit. And you saw the result of that last night. Uh, DeAndre Quesada uh, as well, you know, Ruben Cano. So the, the senior leadership of this team is there. It's the nucleus of the team, and, and they've done a great job of, of just leading and and I think the underclassmen are jumping on board. So that's what you want as a program. Absolutely, Coach. And Ivan, mean, I know you, you had a, a couple questions for Coach Cuevas as well. Yeah, Coach. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. You said that you know your freshman team won earlier today, kind of that trickle-down effect from yesterday's win. I mean, how important do you think this win is to kind of changing the culture, you know, in a, in a program that's struggled in recent years and kind of getting these kids to buy into what y'all are doing there? Well, definitely, uh, it, that, it was big. Uh, you know, the, I think the, there's a vibe here now. The, there's a culture change where where they believe they they've got confidence. Uh, you know, one of the things we talked about in a pregame meeting is is how how do you become confident as a football player? Well, know your job. If you're well coached and you know your job, then you're going to play with confidence. You're going to play with what these young kids call that swag. And they're starting to get a little bit of that. And of course, it starts off with uh, with this win that they got uh, last night. And it, there is a trickle down effect because this morning uh, we saw. The, the same type of attitude from, from our freshman group. And we had a nice big crowd. And from what I understand, the crowd last night at, 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 at Benny La Prade was one of the biggest crowds that, that, that's been at a Donna North game. And the same the same goes for the crowd we had this morning coming over to support our freshman, uh, freshman football team. So the culture here at Donna North, you know, has always been a, a winning culture, not maybe not so much uh, in the football aspect of it, but our cross country teams, our uh, track teams, our wrestling, and our other programs are up and coming. So uh, as, as uh, you know, coming in as the athletic coordinator and taking over the programs uh, here, and we've got great coaches, we've got great student athletes, we've got great support from the administration uh, and the teachers. So this is a great place. Uh, we're, we're heading in the right direction, and we feel very good about it. So uh, certainly, you know, getting that, that win, that, that elusive win that, that hasn't happened here for us uh, is going to 
be big towards that. And we're uh, getting more participation now, more interest in our football program, which is what we want. And, uh, you know, it's a great stepping stone. And, and we feel like we're heading in the right direction as, as a program. And coach, I mean, you mentioned, you know, that, that streak, you guys snapped it. I mean, how did we able to keep these kids locked in, you know, going into the season, especially after facing that adversity, the first game of having your season opener canceled? Yeah, uh, it, it was tough. It was a situation where they really wanted to play. You know, of course, we we didn't get our scrimmage. We didn't get that first game against Donna High School, and our kids really wanted to play that game. And I'm sure uh, Donna High School and the community really wanted that game. It just didn't work out. So I uh, was very proud of our seniors again, uh, uh, in particular Robert Gomez, Ruben Cano, DeAndre Quesada, and Louis Cavazos. They really kept the team together as we went through that adversity as coaches and as a team. They held on until everybody got back. And uh, so proud of that. They kept believing. They focused on the next game. And uh, the never quit attitude. And so uh, once we get got back on the field, uh, you could tell that they're just really hungry. They're, they're hungry young men. And, and the coaches are hungry. The school is hungry for success. And, uh, you know, they, they really showed it last night. The, the effort they put in uh, for all four quarters, we've got a n- numerous uh, young men going both ways, and, and there were times where they were struggling. But you know what? At halftime, uh, we, we spoke to them and, and we challenged them. Hey, you won the first half. Are you going to be satisfied with, with just winning a half of a football game, or are we going to go out and finish and, and really, really challenge them to come out and finish? And that's what they did. They came out and first kickoff uh, we kicked off second half and we got another turnover uh, uh, in the in the kicking game and then we turned that into points and uh, we kept the momentum going so so proud of, of, of them and, and where we're headed again okay coach and and and, and, and yeah, coach, uh, to, to wrap things up here, coach. I mean, uh, so not only is it the a thir- the end of a thirty game losing streak there, but it's also the first win of your, of your coaching career, and to do it at there at at Benny Laprade Stadium, uh, and like you mentioned uh, last night, coach, on on the new turf and and everything, and with like you and you mentioned the crowd as well, and you could feel the electricity coming from the band, the cheerleaders, the crowd. What what does this win mean for for the community and for the school? And these kids who, who, in speaking to them after the game, you could feel a, a weight lifted off of their shoulders. Yeah, it was it was big. It was it was big for me as a as a second year head coach, you know, coming into the program and, and knowing the situation here and 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 uh, you know uh, you talk about the streak. Well, uh, you know, we didn't win a game last year under my my uh, first year, but we we improved. We showed that we could be competitive. And, uh, you know, we were able to, to get that win finally last night. So for me, it was special to be able to do it at, in my hometown at Benny LaPrade Stadium on a, on a new turf, you know, new facility in front of a home crowd. Uh, so, so proud of that. And, uh, and so proud of our, our young men and, and our staff for all the work they put in. You know, they sacrifice uh, a lot, you know, they, they uh, time away from their family. And, uh, and our players have sacrificed uh, quite a bit, you know, uh, having to be student athletes. And we challenge them to be great in the classroom and, and be great on the football field. And that's what we expect. So uh, I'm very happy, especially for, for our Donna North community, our school, our, our players, especially to get that big weight lifted off their shoulders and, and that streak is over and we can move forward now. 
but for me it was just super just extra special to be able to do it as as a as a head coach uh, in my hometown that's the, the stadium that I played at when I when I growing up and uh, to be able to get that streak broken and get my my uh, first win as a head coach was very special yeah well it, it was a well-deserved coach I know you, you and the kids have been putting putting the work in and since you uh, took over the program and uh, congratulations to you guys at Donna North and we wish you uh, much success going forward throughout the 2021 season I appreciate you all uh, having me, and thank you for the support. And, uh, you know, we look forward to, to, to more uh, great things coming from Donna North High School. Now back into recapping all the Week 2 action. Ivan, we'll, we'll jump back to Thursday night to go run through some scores. And... Uh, uh, just to run, run through one uh, quickly, uh, Coach Kelly Lee over at Bra uh, Brownsville Veterans uh, Memorial gets his first win of his career with the 45-14 victory uh, to lead Brownsville Veterans uh, past uh, Brownsville Porter. And then Westlico High, uh, they, they come up big with a 23-20 thrilling win over uh, Mission High in a non-district game. Uh, Mission High took the lead late uh, uh, to pull ahead to go up 20-17 to and Westlico High, man, they, they pull off a some late game magic uh, quarterback, Justin Rodriguez runs for 53 yards to put them in, in scoring position and running back Marcus signs punches it in from eight yards out to give push Westlake high ahead 23 to 20 with just uh, over 20 seconds left and leave little time for mission to, to answer back. So this of course was Westlake high season opener after the Tanaka bowl was uh, against Westlake East was canceled last week. And um, uh, as it was re revealed, there's a, uh, uh, former Westlake High quarterback and Texas Longhorns quarterback Bobby Lackey uh, passed away Thursday morning in Westlake. And of course, the the gym at Westlake High is named after him. The stadium, of course, is named after Bobby Lackey. And uh, Coach Coach Stroman told me that uh, him him and the kids talked about it uh, that that morning. They talked about uh, Bobby Lackey and Bobby Lackey has had been out to practices and uh, you know over the years and watched the team and spoken to the team. And then uh, when Westlake High needed to make something happen later that night on the football field. They do that and bring home the win. And uh, Coach Stroman said uh, that uh, Bobby Lackey was looking down and saying, not tonight, not tonight. So uh, shout out to Westlake High for picking up that win, uh, a big win over a solid Mission High team. And then Ivan, I know uh, we had an interesting storyline there in, in the Rio Grande City Laredo LBJ game. What went down in that game and, and what can you tell us about that one? Oh, man. I mean, first of all, huge matchup for Real Grand City. I think they've been impressive their first two weeks. Uh, they take on their old head coach, Leo Medellis, who took the job over at LBJ, returning back to his roots. And they ended up coming away and dominating the game from start to finish, go home with a 34-20 to 20 victory. And for the second time in a row, they rushed for over 300 yards, putting up 400 total yards of uh, offense. Um, running back Victor Cardenas threw up 205 yards and two touchdowns, and C.J. Garcia had another 123 and a touchdown. It was just they've been running the ball down people's throats, and people have not been able to stop it to start this season. Coach Jesus Lozano brings back that slot T offense, and it's been it's been nasty and ugly when we're running over these people. They picked up that huge win against Aroma in the Star County Super Bowl to start the game, and then they beat their old head coach in week, uh, week two. So, I mean – I think they're, you know, really coming together. And when I talked to Coach Lozano over the offseason, you know, he told me, he's like, we don't, we're not, 
setting our expectations low. He's like, I'm not being shy about this. We want the playoffs in the first round because these seniors, they don't get another chance. He doesn't want to rebuild or anything like that. And they look far from a rebuilding team in their first game. And then to jump back to uh, Brownsville veterans, you know, congratulations to Coach Lee picking up his first win as the head coach of the veterans. Uh, they bounced back in dominating fashion too, uh, over 307 yards rushing, you know, to take uh, down a really good Porter Cowboys team. So, you know, uh, congrats to Coach Lee. Uh, really good to build off of. And it's going to be an interesting to see how they go the rest of the season. Um, but that'll wrap up our Thursday games. You know, a lot of rushing, you know, a lot of running around that we've seen. You know, we mentioned McCall Memorial earlier. We mentioned Real Grand City. It's just we, we're starting to see a lot of that ground and pound again, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, one, one team that, that is all about that ground and pound, Westlake East. And they come up big against Donna High last night, Ivan. Uh, why, why don't we start our Friday night recap uh, there with Westlake East? Yeah, so Wesleyco East uh, shut out, shuts out Donna High 24-0. to You know, I was able to talk to Coach uh, Burgett after the game. You know, he said it wasn't the cleanest performance. Obviously, you know, they had their first game canceled against Wesleyco uh, High um, due to uh, safety concerns with COVID. But they came back and they started off district play, you know, right in the meat grinder, like we mentioned earlier this week. And open up with a 1-0, um, you know, 1-0 record. Uh, wide receiver Alex Martinez played a huge role, hauling in two touchdowns. And little running back Jay Vasquez, you know, doesn't stand more than five foot six, added a touchdown on the ground. But uh, for Brigetti, he said it was the defense that, you know, showed out the most. They held the Redskins to under 100 yards of total offense and forced a pair of turnovers. Though. So they look good. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, you know, they were the one team in our top 10 that didn't get to play last week. Uh, but I think they show that they're deserving to be in there and why they're in there year in and year out. So, uh, congrats to Coach Burgett and the Wesleyville East Wildcats for opening the season with the win. Um, what other action did we get on Friday, Brian? Man, we had a, a, a big one. Uh, Ivan go down with a non-district matchup between uh, a Class 5 and Class 6A school, Mercedes and Edinburgh North. Uh, th- that one turned out to be a pretty good one. Of course, Mercedes, the number two ranked team in the Rio Grande Valley, takes down an, an impressive an Edinburgh North team who was impressive last week and then um, – so, I mean, to, to lose to, to 10 by, uh, against Mercedes, I mean, uh, that's, that's nothing to, to scoff at. I mean, Mercedes is a tough team, as solid as they get. So uh, what, what can you tell us about uh, Mercedes' big win and uh, they're moving to 2-0 and on the year? You know, Mercedes, uh, they, they got it done again. Um, like I said, a lot of people are maybe may doubting why they're in our top 10, you know. But once again, it's Mike E.C. Snettles coming through with that, for that team. Um, he be- I believe he tossed for two touchdowns or man for another, carried that team to a victory. So he's showing he's the real deal. And I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the Valley this year. And, uh, uh, you know, when I talked to Coach Adame, same thing. He said he said that they were in control most of the game, uh, up 24-7 late, allowed a touchdown. Uh, he did say there were some things, of course, they needed to clean up. But Mikey C. Snettles uh, will, you know, this team will go as far as Mikey C. Snettles will take him, in my opinion. He's been the uh, workhorse on that team. He does it on the through the air and through the ground. Um, so he's he's proven that he's the top quarterback. But you know, over at McAllen Row, we got another quarterback who put up another pr- impressive performance. Uh, old Mateo Yanis uh, bounced back from a three interception game against San Benito last week. Threw for five touchdowns against La Jolla Palmview to lead the McAllen Row Warriors to a forty-three to twenty win uh, to open up district play. So uh, impressive win by the Warriors. What a way to bounce back. You know seven point loss to San Benito and then coming up with a 23 point victory, you know, putting them in uh, near the top of the district uh, again, shout out to Mateo Yanis throwing for five touchdowns. And uh, they did have an injury to running back Chris Villarreal, um, Cristobal, I'm sorry. Um, 
uh, talked to Coach Flores after. Wasn't too sure how severe it is. Uh, hopefully, you know, speedy recovery for him. Uh, he did have to get carted off the stretcher, so prayers going his way, and we're hoping for a speedy recovery. Uh, he played a huge role in that game as well, rushing for over 100 yards. So uh, I'm sure he'll be missed, and we're hoping he gets back on the field soon, Ryan. Absolutely, man. And to keep, to keep things rolling, uh, we had another non-district uh, rivalry matchup. PSJ High against PSJ Southwest and PSJ High uh, takes care of business with a 34 to three win. Uh, linebacker Os Oscar Tolentino comes away with a scoop and score uh, to give the defense a touchdown uh, in the game. And then uh, quarterback Jaime Lopez uh, looked solid and impressive throughout. They built a, tw a 21, oh, they scored 21 first half points to go ahead and uh, quarterback Jaime Lopez did get a, a bit dinged up again uh, in that game. But fortunately for PSJ High, they they move into their bye week uh, next week in week three uh, before starting District 31 6A competition the following week in week four. So uh, an off week coming up for PSJ High to, you know what I mean, to, to heal a bit, uh, get get in the lab and, and fix some things as, as they prepare uh, for the start of District 31 6A uh, competition. And uh, uh, to keep things moving, we had a, a really good non-district matchup that goes down to the wire between Edinburgh High and Bronzo Rivera over at Sam's Memorial Stadium in Brownsville. And the Raiders, man, they, they after losing a heartbreaker uh, to PSJ North in week one, 20 to 17 in overtime, uh, Brownsville Rivera pulls out a, another, or well, they're playing another thriller, but this time they end up on the winning side with a two-point victory, 26 to 24 against Edinburgh High. Uh, so uh, congratulations to uh, Brownsville Rivera for uh, picking up that win against a solid Edinburgh High team that, I mean, Edinburgh High lost uh, by eight points in, in week one against McAllen High, a good McAllen High team. Now they lose here uh, by two points uh, to Browns Rivera in week two. So uh, you can see uh, Coach Guzman and the Bobcats taking steps forward, and uh, it'll be impressive to see uh, what they do, uh, or it'll be interesting to see what they can do next week as the Bobcats start District 31 6A play against La Jolla Waters Lincoln. Now to keep on running through some scores, we had a, a good uh, small school matchup, uh, Lifer and La Villa go to war. And man, it, it was a good game for, uh, for a bit. La Villa gave Lifer everything they could handle uh, there in the first half. But when it's all said and done, Lifer pulls out a 45 to 26 victory. Uh, and so uh, shout out to uh, Lifer and La Villa, uh, two of the, the most uh, solid programs, small uh, sub 5A programs that you'll find here in the Rio Grande Valley for uh, a high scoring game, man. Uh, 71 points in, in that one scored. So just a, a good game for them. And to keep things at the sub 5A level, Hidalgo loses a heartbreaker against Orange Grove. They, they pull ahead late in the game uh, to go up. And then Orange Grove answers right back to pull out a 36-35 victory uh, over Hidalgo after Hidalgo had a really impressive uh, week one performance. But that Orange Grove team is, is a solid team. And I think uh, this Hidalgo one-point loss shows how good Hidalgo can be this year. So uh, looking forward to seeing Coach Stumbaugh and the Pirates moving forward. And then Port Isabel takes care of business against Valley View, 30-7. Uh, to seven, uh, Another big win for Coach Tony Villarreal uh, as the Tarpons start the year 2-0. and oh. And to stay, uh, to keep things as uh, sub-5A, uh, Raymondville uh, beats Gruya 16-13. Uh, Gruya, uh, a much better performance than, uh, than their week one outing. And uh, Raymondville uh, bounces back after a big loss there uh, to La Feria. So um, just uh, some really exciting games there going on here at the sub-5A level. 
then uh, we got to give some love to the Brownsville St. Joseph, who takes down Santa Rosa 38 to 14 as well. And then I, I know we had a couple uh, uh, a couple blowouts there in, in non-district action between some 5A and 6A teams. Uh, what can you tell us about th these uh, matchups featuring some Cameron County schools against some, some Hidalgo County 5As? Well, I mean, you had a Samanito cruising to a 51-0 victory over Mission Veterans Memorial. Um, you know, Samanito cracked our top 10 this week. I think they, you know, they're deserving of it after taking down a really good Mission Veterans team that struggled all day. Um, then we also had a real... Um, Harlingen South, man, you know, they, they opened up against Brownsville veterans, a pretty solid performance against Brownsville veterans. ended up beating them 34 to nine, even more of a solid performance against Sherilyn pioneer, taking them down 64 to zero. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe Harlingen South might crack our top 10 this week. They're definitely on the bubble. I mean, they're showing that, you know, coach Izzy is turning that program around and uh, they've got a really good solid team there, of course. And then um, another 5A team that actually ended up beating a 6A team was the Roma Gladiators, bouncing back from that week one loss to Rio Grande City. Um, uh, and the Star County Super Bowl ended up rushing for 400 or 377 yards. Gabriel Garcia leads the way with 181 yards and two touchdowns. So they get on the win column to start the season. Um, so it'll be exciting. I mean, they start district play next week. And then um, we had one last game going on this Saturday. Uh, Sherilyn High over Browns uh, against Brownsville Hannah, and uh, it was a it was a thriller to be honest. Uh, Sherilyn High jumped out to an early 20-0 lead in the first quarter. A um, couple of mishaps by uh, Brownsville Hannah and Sherilyn capitalized, but uh, the Brownsville Hannah Eagles bounced back and they end the a game with a 16 consecutive points to end up coming out with a 37 to 26 victory. And uh, Sherilyn High, you know, falls at Brownsville Hannah this morning. Uh, 37 26 erasing that 20 point deficit at one point um impressive performance by brownsville hannah bounced back after that week one loss and um i think that you know they're, they're in good shape uh they're, they're gonna start kicking off district play here and I, I think they'll make a run for the title and they show that they're still one of the top teams despite that early season loss so just tons of great action across the league i mean we had some blowouts we had some close games but it, it seems like the football is just getting better and better and i'm excited to see what next week's gonna bring Absolutely. And and before we uh, wrap up the week, week two uh, recap, got to give a shout out to the to Rio Hondo, man. Uh, so in, in two games they're outscored, that they played a class 6A school and a class 5A school in Waters Lincoln last week and PSG Memorial this week. And they're outscoring opponents 114 to 6. So Rio Hondo picks up a 49 to 6 victory last night uh, over PSG Memorial and Man, the, the, that program is uh, sky high right now. They're rolling to start the season after uh, sitting out the, the 2020 season. So, man, uh, congratulations to to Rio Hondo and, and those kids and that coaching staff for because it's no easy. It's not easy to pick up where you left off uh, in 2019 after sitting out last year. But here, here the Bobcats are, man, just uh, a, a really impressive start to the season for Rio Hondo. And I, I'm interested to see what they can do this year, man, uh, potentially district title, maybe even a playoff run uh, the way they're playing right now. So like, like you mentioned, Ivan, a re really fun uh, week two here in the Rio Grande Valley across all of South Texas. And we're excited to see uh, everything moving forward. So uh, that, that'll wrap up the RGVsports.com uh, week two recap podcast. We thank you guys for joining us and we thank you, uh, the Valley teams, man, for putting on some good shows and some exciting uh, football to watch here for Rio Grande Valley football fans. And uh, we're excited to see what week three holds. Ivan and I will be back with you uh, 
for the week three preview podcast uh, on Tuesday. And uh, we look forward to breaking down uh, all the upcoming games and, and the must-see matchups here going on in the Rio Grande Valley. So, um, Ivan, you got anything to add? Man, I mean, I'm just uh, – it's it's exciting being out there, man. I mean, these like I said, none of these statements have been nothing but – uh, welcoming to bring us out there. I mean, everyone's been great. Um, it's, it's just exciting to see these kids back there against one against again, shout out to real Hondo for, you know, coming back and, you know, doing it, but also doing it big and, you know, dominating these first two games. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to see some more surprises throughout the year. So uh, I'm excited to be here with you, Brian, and let's keep it rolling, man. Absolutely. We're looking forward to bringing you all, uh, all the action every week uh, on the RGV football scene. So you can catch us with uh, our game of the week preview coming out Monday and we'll have our player of the week on Tuesday. And, and uh, yeah, we, we look and of course, the, the top 10 poll will also drop on Tuesday. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. You can uh, follow us at RGVsports.com. Uh, you can visit the website. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and we got the YouTube channel uh, coming out, uh, cranking up soon, man. So we're going to have some YouTube content coming out uh, very soon from us at RGV Sports. So thank you guys for joining us uh, for the week the week two RGVsports.com recap podcast. We'll catch you in week three, breaking down all the week three games. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Bye.